it's almost like a manual for operating. So, you know, know the manual of you. It's the manual of you. Welcome to the Isla podcast. My name is Nisa. I'm an intuitive guide, mentor, energy reader, and creator of soul-based courses to lead you to your highest self. I'm here to help guide you back to that inner knowing, purpose, creativity, inner child, heart, and light. Are you ready? Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Seeking Isla podcast. I hope you're all doing so well. I know that it's probably just been another week of being deep in your feels. So I hope you are leaning into the waves of whatever is coming up, really allowing your emotions to speak to you, holding space for them to, to share their wisdom with you, check in with yourself, let you know what's going on. Um, if you don't have a journal practice, I invite you to turn to one. It can be really helpful and therapeutic and cathartic as well during these times when we have so much emotions and deep feels going on. I would also invite you to really lean into this time to just dream. Pisces is such a beautiful um, catalyst container that allows ourselves to really wander around in our dream realm and explore what we want. You really just dream about what that would look like and as it is an emotional sign a water sign as well I'd invite you as you're dreaming about your future and what you want to really focus on the feeling of that what do you want to feel what do you want to feel in your dream job your dream relationship your dream home your dream life so I would invite you to try that as an exercise this week maybe journal on it meditate on it go for a walk and think about it such a fun time to really lean into that. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited today. We have such an incredible guest on the podcast. We are going to talk about all things human design. I'm sure you've heard that word and terminology floating around in the ethers. I will get into that a later bit, a little bit later on, but wanted to go over a couple housekeeping items first. So first of all, I just want to invite you to our Facebook community. If you're not a part of it yet, come join. We do so much fun stuff in there. We've got workshops, new moon and full moon um, rituals and circles. We do live intuitive messages and pulls, and it's just a really incredible growing community of women who really want to lead lives in alignment with their soul grow, heal, just have expansive, soulful experiences. So if you're looking for a like-minded community, I would invite you to come join us, come check us out. I always leave links for that in the show notes. Um, and then hop on over to Instagram as well. Come connect with me at seek period Isla. Same thing there. Post lots of juicy, intuitive guidances and readings that come to me, messages throughout the week, as well as just beautiful, inspiring images, um, quotes from guests that we have on the podcast, lives, and so much more. So come on a hop over there. Say hi to me. Connect with me. I love chatting with you, babes. So yeah, let's connect online. 
Next piece I would love to go over with you, babes, is I'm so, so excited. You've probably heard me teasing this in the Facebook group if you're on there, even on Instagram, um, maybe a little bit on the podcast, but I am so excited to announce a virtual retreat that we have coming up for the Seek Isla community called Spring Session. So this is a virtual retreat on March 20th, the spring equinox, that's really in celebration of your soul spring, of your soul blooming, coming out of its winter hibernation, blooming into life. So if you're ready to detox from the winter and 2020, and I'm not just talking, (laughs) I'm not talking about a food detox, babe. I'm talking about a soul detox. Come join us. Spring is really an invitation for us to take inventory of what we've gathered during the fall, hibernated on in the winter, and what we're really ready to release, you know, remove from ourselves. I always think about um, flowers blossoming open or a butterfly like releasing its cocoon, its little shell so it can fly off and just really bloom and blossom um, to fully blossom into the spring. So it's going to be such an incredible weekend. Um, It's on Saturday, March 20th. Like I said, it's going to be a really, truly transformational retreat. We're going to do just that. I will put a link in the show notes for a ticket. So um, it's for the wait list. So you can get on the wait list to be notified as soon as tickets go on sale. It's going to be a three or four hour event. We um, are going to be moving through two parts. The first part is all about detoxing, really taking an inventory, an honest look at our lives holistically. We're going to do some really, really yummy meditations that will get you into a theta state, a hypnotic state, so we can really access your subconscious and see what your soul is truly trying to tell you. So we're going to examine all areas of your life, your relationships, your home, your career, your work your relationship with yourself, how you present yourself in the world, what you're consuming on a daily basis, all of those things. We're going to move through a workshop to see what it means to be truly in alignment and authentic to yourself so that anything that is not in alignment or that is not authentic to you, we can release so that we can truly blossom in the spring. So the first half of this workshop is really, the first half of this retreat is really doing that honest look and inventory, detoxing, decluttering, clearing out energetically as well um, in preparation for the second half, which we will have a break in between for lunch. Um, Before lunch, we'll do a nice vinyasa flow um several of you babes requested that so we will break between sessions with a vinyasa flow and then send you guys off to lunch and then the second half in the afternoon we're going to go into how you can really blossom into spring this is going to be all about intention setting really vision scripting to meet your highest self what your highest self is how to connect with her how to embody her And we're also just going to really connect with the other babes who are on the retreat with us, support one another during this process and with our very concentrated, potent uh, detox and then blossom into spring in celebration of the spring equinox. So it's going to be so magical. I'm so excited for it, babes. Like I said, it'll be a three to four hour event. So it's going to be from late morning to probably mid afternoon. I'm so, so excited. And you also will get a little gift, goodie basket. Um, goodie basket. It's not going to be a basket. It's coming in the mail. So it's going to be a little goodie, goodie package for you um, with some tools to use for the spring, for our spring sessions. And then also just to celebrate the spring equinox that evening. So I am so excited. I love putting together these little gift 
goodie boxes for you babes they're all tailored uniquely to you and your individual needs energetically and what's going on with you at the time so everyone who's coming to the retreat will fill out a brief little survey just so i can better understand kind of what you're working through um, and tailor that that little present for you to be uniquely for you and your soul. So if you would like to join me, get signed up for the wait list so you can be informed as soon as tickets go on sale. I'll probably open that up the first week of um, the end of the first week of March. So depending on when you're catching this episode, um, go click on that wait list um, check it out, connect with me. I'll be posting on social media as well. But if you want to be informed as soon as doors open up, definitely get on that wait list because there will be an early bird price that will be a little bit less than normal ticket prices. So I hope you will join me for that. It's going to be so magical. I seriously cannot wait. This is an offer that I've been channeling in over the last couple weeks and putting together for you babes. And I'm just so so excited to really celebrate this transition of our times, of ourselves, of our souls, of the season of the earth together in this way in community. So I hope if that's calling to you that you will join me for that. Maybe share this with a friend who could be interested in as well. Um, be fun thing to do with a friend there too. So enough about that last piece of housekeeping i just wanted to share with you babes is again depending on what time when you're catching this podcast episode i have been limiting the amounts of or the number of guidance and reading healing sessions i'm doing every month as i have been shifting my focus towards more long-term support and growth containers for you babes so um, more on that later but I will be focusing on one-to-one mentorship and our group programs as well so if you want to catch a guidance healing session with me a reading session these are super potent powerful sessions they're offered in 60 minute or 90 minute containers I'm only opening up three spots for that this month so if you would like to book a session with me, please do so sooner than later before those spots are all gone. There's a link in the show notes and uh, I also love these sessions. They're so magical. There's so much that we can do in, in that short of a period of time and really help you babes get clarity, recalibrate, get reset, get the guidance you need, messages from your guides and all of that good stuff. So if that's calling to you, definitely connect with me. You can shoot me an email at hello at seekisla.com or you can book a session with the link in the show notes. So my loves, without further ado, I am going to introduce today's guest and then we'll dive into our conversation with her today. All right, my loves, our guest today joins us all the way from Australia, Miss Carla Jones. She is a human design chart reader and an intuitive and she specializes in working with human design really as a modality to help people see, to truly see their authentic selves. She believes that through human design, you can really begin to uncover how you're uniquely designed to best thrive in life, how you can best make your decisions, what your strengths are, and as she says, the list goes on and on. This is such an incredible conversation we had together. I think you will find it super enlightening every time I speak with her about human design. I learned something new and it's just always mind-blowing. It's so fascinating. So if you've been hearing this terminology floating around, human design, you're wondering what your design type is, or you know your type and you're ready to learn more about the nuances of the chart and some of the other types, 
definitely tune in for this episode. Bring a journal with you if you're someone who likes to take notes. If you have no idea what we're talking about or you don't yet have your chart, pause the episode now and go look up your chart takes two minutes. It's super quick. You just need your name, your date of birth, the time of your birth, and what city you were born in. I'm linking three different areas that you can go grab your chart for free below in the show notes under grab your chart and human design resources. So go check those out. The one that I always defer to is the Jovian archive. I just think it's a nice clean one. It's easy to read and it's easy to follow along with. Some of the other two options, my body graph and genetic matrix have a lot more information. So those could be fun to dive into if you are already somewhat versed in human design or you want to dive in deeper after the episode. But pause me now. If you don't yet have your chart, definitely pause me. Grab your chart. You'll want to follow along for this one. And like I said, um, bring a journal or a pen and paper to to take some notes because I think this this episode is just packed full with so much juicy information. So without further ado, my loves, I will let you, us, journey into this conversation with Miss Carla Jones. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation as much as I did, and I will see you on the other side of this conversation. All right, my loves, welcome back to the Seeking Isla podcast. I'm so happy to be back here with you this week. And today we have a very special guest. I like to think of her as my personal human design reader here to share her wisdom with us all the way from Australia. Um, So I will let her introduce herself, but she has so much wisdom um, to share with us about human design, which is, I think, a theology, let's say, um, about how our energy works that I think is kind of becoming more mainstream right now. So I thought that you guys would really enjoy learning more about it, what it exi- what it is exactly, and how we can really lean into what our unique energetic types are to move a little bit more freely and um, more flowy through the world. So without further ado, welcome, Carla. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. I would love to... Um, invite you to share a little bit about yourself and how you came to the calling of human design and all of that good stuff. Thank you, Nisa. What a privilege. And what a technology that we can do this from like the other side of the globe. (laughs) What a time to be alive. (laughs) It really is. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for Um, being. A bit about me. I, oh, you're welcome. I find myself (laughs) this life in the body of a 42-year-old female. Um, I was born in Sydney, Australia to Italian parents. And yeah, I was raised quite religious and Mm. always an outsider. Mm. Not as a bad thing. An outsider Mm. made me be on the um, sideline and really look at humans. And just I'm fascinated with human behaviour and why we Mm. do what we do. And the, bi- the body and mind connection fascinates me. So I've always been a seeker and always want to know mm. why. And is there a better way? And yeah, am I on the right path? I've always wanted to know more about myself. So human design, I guess I bumped into it maybe two years ago or two and a half years ago, but I wasn't ready for it. I just looked mm. at a body graph and just thought, what in the heck is that? It's overwhelming. <laughs> And um, I, I let it go for about another year. And then all this talk started 
you know, popping up in um, mm-hmm. just in conversations or social media. And mm-hmm. I thought, let's um, let's look into this a bit more. And I got uh, an analyst to read my chart for me, and mind was blown. It was like, wow, that's me, mm-hmm. and that's so mm-hmm. accurate. Um, and it is like a mirror right in front of your face to show mm-hmm. you where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not really where you're at, but it's like, here's what your body chose for this mm. lifetime. So where are you at? Like, how far off track are you? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> can really take it as deep as you want to take it. Um, yeah, it's really just to look into you. Mm. I love that. I love that you said that you were a seeker and that's kind of what drew you to this work. I saw a really funny not funny, but sweet Um, meme on Instagram the other day that said, you know, the people who are astrologers or who are really into archetypes and stuff like that, um, you know, don't, don't tease them about their interest in that or them trying to share that with you because those were the people who weren't understood as children. And that's their way of um, connecting with you is to really make you feel seen. I mean, it was put a lot more articulately and eloquently than this, but um, you know, that interest in really getting to know you like to your core and what makes you tick and, and what makes you you. Um, the people who pursue those things, I think, are the ones who, who needed that as children and, and were and are seekers. And um, I thought that was was really beautiful because I've always been into this stuff, astrology and human design once I came across it. And, and yeah, it was because I felt like I was also a bit of an outsider and um, you know, I had a lot of friends, but I felt like no one really knew me. And um, so I, I love it. I love that these are tools that kind of, like you said, are, are mirrors. They're really, um, at least for me, like when I, when you did my reading, I felt like it was permission to really lean into myself. Um, it, it was a lot of um, affirmation, like, okay, this is why I'm this way. And here it is. And it's, um, you know, across this, like you said, really complex body grasp. Oh, okay. And it's okay. Yeah. And here's how I can lean into it. And, and here's the lessons it's here to teach me and here are the gifts it's granted me with to share with everyone. So um, I think that's beautiful. I love that you said you're a seeker. What a wonderful, what a wonderful way to put it. Hmm. So let's talk a little bit about human design. So I know um, our audience is a mix of those who definitely have had somewhat of an introduction to it. Um, Maybe there's some people who are new to it and are like, what is human design? But they've heard these words floating around like generator, a manifest or whatnot. So I would love to have you kind of break down what exactly is human design, because like you said, it is this really um, complex thing, which I find fascinating because for anyone, you know, like my brother loves to tease me about this stuff, but for anyone who really dives into this, same thing with astrology, it's really intricate. Like it's really a science. Um, There's just so much depth. Like every time you think that you've discovered something, there's another level and another level and it pulls from all these like very dynamic areas. So I would just love to have you kind of um, maybe share that in more layman's terms and then also go into a little bit more of the nuances about why it really is so complex and that's why you know when you have a human design reading done by you know someone as gifted as you it's like holy shit you like you see me <laughs> you really see me because it is it is just such an incredible like all the detail we'll get into all of that stuff but there's you guys it's so exciting I'm I nerd out on this stuff but anyways Carla I'll let you I'll let you take it away on that 
Um, and I have been on the receiving end. So I know what it's like to have a stranger just tell you about all your quirky nuances. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you know that? Yeah. All there, all You're on the chart. Me? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, human design really is a science of differentiation. So it's about showing you just how unique and magical you are. Mm-hmm. Because I think we live in this homogenized kind of society where mm-hmm. we're all sort of here's here's how humans are we're mm-hmm. all the same but mm-hmm. we're not mm-hmm. we might sort of break off into um oh here's a nationality and our group that we stick with or I'm a female species so I relate to females <laughs> but this is just way more way more in depth so it's really to break it down it's about unlearning what mm. you what you are because mm. we've all been deeply conditioned It's Mm -hmm. within us, within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I found personally, I'm a mother of two and also um, a wife to a husband, that um, when I start hearing myself say things to my kids, I'm like, where did that come from? (laughs) And who who made that up? Um, Just things like just with food even. Mm -hmm. Like what a homogenized thing that we all sit down at the same time together as a family at the same time and mm. eat together when we're also mm-hmm. and just saying things like eat your food while it's hot or um stop um fiddling stop fidgeting mm-hmm. some people need to fidget mm-hmm. some people need to eat their food cold it's mm-hmm. just so unique it's about really showing you just how unique you are just mm. where in your body you make the best decisions because mm. i think for a long time the mind has had the wheel for too long And the mind is great. I'm not dissing the mind because we need the mind um, for logic, for measuring, for research, but for making decisions. It's so funny that humans have moved away from body wisdom Mm. when it's all Mm -hmm. there. So Mm -hmm. um, human design, having a chart read shows you where your body makes the best decisions for you. So Mm. you might have an emotional authority, Mm -hmm. meaning you need to feel the emotion. Um, You need to wait for emotional clarity on big decisions, Mm -hmm. whereas someone else might have a gut feel that's instant, a yes or a no. Mm -hmm. So that's a difference just there, just with Mm -hmm. two authorities. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, yeah. And I think one of the the things that was so interesting and affirming for me is kind of the way that these, and we'll go into this, this will be the next question I'll ask you, but the way that these, Um, different types, these different archetypes of our human design really demonstrate how you can um, best live your life and kind of tailor your life based off of your energy needs. Because I think that's really one of the most um, kind of important overarching themes of human design that it can teach us is what our energy type actually is, Um, especially like you said, being in this homogenized world that just loves to place us in boxes and make us work nine to five and eat at these scheduled times and do all these things. Um, Understanding your type and especially understanding how your energy works, I think is so, so powerful. Just that alone, if if you guys only look at that, if you only look at one thing, (laughs) I would recommend just seeing how your energy type is because it's really helpful in just setting up your day, how you work, um, when you work out, things like that. And I'll, I'll definitely um, invite you to share more on that. But I would love to kind of dive into those, the different types and maybe have you look, describe a little bit about the how their energy works 
um, what's kind of standard. And I, I know all of these have little nuances that, are, that um, within the charts that can um, change things a bit, but maybe an overarching description of the different human design types and then um, how their energy works. And if we can kind of go into how much of the population is each type, because I think that's also really fascinating and gives a lot of um, clarity on why our world is kind of set up the way it is um, with this like doing, 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 doing all the time. So um, yeah, let's dive into that. Okay. So first of all, I think human design is 5D because when you mm. look at just the body graph, just at yeah. how complex it is, it is like it was downloaded from aliens. And it's seriously, like that's exactly what it now. looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like now everyone's got an interest in it. And I think yeah. it's because the time is right. Yes. So um, I love that. Without, um, boxing any, without boxing anyone in, there are five mm. types. But saying that you're within a type, again, we then zero in and zero yeah. in again and you become so unique within that this type. paradox. <laughs> so there's five. Yeah, I know. So there's five types. Um, so I'll start with the manifester uh, actually no i'll start with the generator and mm -hmm. the manifesting generator but these are two types that have energy they're the two energy beings and when i say energy it comes from the sacral they both have access that's pretty fixed and reliable to this battery pack of life and mm -hmm. they can go and go and go this mm -hmm. is 70 percent of the population is either a generator or a manifesting generator mm -hmm. so these guys from the time they get up to the time they go to sleep are just going pretty yep. consistently. <laughs> now, because that's 70% of the population, that means the other 30% of the population fall into the category, and the term sounds horrible, but of being non-energy beings. Mm -hmm. So if you're a non-energy being, it doesn't mean you have zero energy. It just means you don't have such a fixed and reliable access to energy. Mm -hmm. so you've then got this is now number three type a manifester the manifester is about nine percent of the population so they're quite on the rare side their energy works in pulses kind of like an on off on off mm. on off they are quite a polarizing um, energy their aura about them can be quite repelling in the sense mm. that they're just strong they know what they want mm -hmm. and it's like they've got a vision they want to do it and it's um that attitude of I'm getting on this train are you on board or not it's going without you anyway yeah it's funny because so, Trump is a manifester um, when you hear of, oh sorry to you. <laughs> yeah Trump I, is a perfect say, it's kind yeah. of that quality of yeah that attitude of, I don't yeah. care if you're on board or not, I'm going this yep. way. <laughs> and when you hear of other famous manifestors, it makes sense. It's like, oh, you're quite polarizing and you do it your way. Yeah. But you get it done. Yep. And it's not necessarily <laughs> that you've got the energy to see it through. It's perhaps that you've got to team up with an energy being like a generator to get the job done. Mm. So um, Frida Kahlo was a manifester. Jerry mm. Seinfeld's a, a manifester. Who mm. else? Johnny Depp. You can see Adolf Hitler quite polarizing yeah. it's like yeah. wow you do it your way definitely so mm -hmm. so that's nine percent of the population uh 
Now we move on to our fourth type, and that's a projector. They're about 18, 19% of the population. So they're mm-hmm. kind of, you see them around. This is Nissa. This is you. <laughs> Projectors are Thanks, very sage, so wise, really just from a young age, just know things. And it's because the aura of a projector is so focused, you can zero in on people. Mm-hmm. And you've got this vantage point where you can see, you can be like, that's what you need to do to fix that. Mm-hmm. And perhaps as a young person, a projector was probably quite helpful in pointing out to their friends or family, oh, you should do it this way. Mm-hmm. But perhaps people aren't ready for it, mm-hmm. uh, the wisdom <laughs> of a projector. So a projector can get shut down a lot in um, early life, be, oh, yes. um, be it like, oh, <laughs> you're too loud or you're a bossy know-it-all or, you know, stop it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, you know, it's a hard life if you don't know that about yourself, that, mm-hmm. you know, I just want recognition because that's mm-hmm. what it is. I mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. I'm gifted in the brains department. Won't mm-hmm. anybody see me? Won't anybody mm-hmm. listen? <laughs> and because projectors don't have access to the sacral, they feel quite often that they've got to keep up with everyone in this um, generator world. I've got, to keep, mm-hmm. I've got to do, I've got to do more, I've got to be seen. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a hard life because they burn out. They get adrenal fatigue. I mean, anyone can get adrenal fatigue. Yep, but been there. for the poor projector. <laughs> been there several times not a fun lesson to learn (laughs) not not pleasant Mm -hmm. um and then the last of the five types is the rarest one so this Mm. is like seeing an albino unicorn this is one (laughs) percent of the population this is a reflector Mm. and the reflector if you look at their chart they're all white and open Mm -hmm. meaning they're different people at different times because they're taking on different energies because whatever's white, you're here to learn. So they're just so open and just amplifying everyone and just sampling everyone's energy that mm. they quite often find it hard to know themselves. So mm. um, they're an interesting type. I've only met two um, reflectors. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when you look at them, they're like a special being. It's like, mm. wow, you're here to, to really reflect back on how society is going. Like they can feel it all. They're amazing. So that's mm-hmm. the five types pretty um, roughly. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm so glad you touched on that. Cause one of my best friends, she's probably listening right now um, is a reflector. And when I got her into human design, she's like, there's no information. Like I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, you're, I always call it, I'm like, you're such a rare bird. She's somebody that um, the way I really describe her is she's kind of like liquid sunshine and, and she does have this ability to really mm. <clears throat> get along with everyone. Um, and it's interesting, this also makes sense to me too, as her being like a non-energy being, she's very much an extrovert and she, if she's not around people, she feels tired, like she really needs the energy of people to to recharge, whereas I'm the opposite, like I'm very extroverted, but it, it drains my energy, so I need to be alone to recharge. Um, so it's been really interesting. We might have to, to dive into reflectors a little bit deeper just for, for her sake, <laughs> So they, they are, they are rare yeah. little, rare little unicorns. Um, I love that. Yeah. So I just wanted to re-highlight um, kind of what you touched on that since we are in a world that, like you said, is 70% generators, right? <clears throat> um, that's why for those of us who are empaths or we are non-energy beings, as you said, um, 
it's so hard for us to, to operate in this, this corporate capitalistic structure of the nine to five. And, and like you said, um, at the start of the, our conversation, just like really operating within the structure, because it just goes against who we are. And I know personally, I learned, I, I knew from, from when I was a kid, I was like, I need my own company. I don't know what it will be. If I'm going to be a doctor, I need my own practice. If I'm going to be an artist, I need my own studio, whatever. Um, that was just something I was new. And then yeah, the, the couple corporate jobs I had kind of reaffirmed that because it just, it, it's when you're not in alignment and this is something I'd love for us to get into too. Um, when you're not in alignment, it's so exhausting, like forcing yourself for those of us who are non energy beings to operate like a generator, to operate like the majority of the world and just produce, 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 go, go, go. Like that's why so many of us, um, you know, at least in the U S are exhausted and have all these health issues and, um, are unhappy because we're, we're really forcing ourselves into this structure that's not serving us. And honestly, that's very antiquated because I think actually you and I touched on this maybe in one of our private conversations, but this kind of structure um, of our typical workday was set up uh, during the industrial revolution. It wasn't supposed to be something that you know, <laughs> surpassed time. It was supposed to be for that segment of time as we um, you know, built out railroads and cars and all this type of infrastructure wasn't supposed to stay there. So it's really interesting to see, even though our society has advanced so much that we're still holding on to these antiquated ideas of how we're supposed to operate in the world every day. And that's one of the reasons I think human design is so fascinating because it's really permission um, to operate the way that's best for your energy type and really lean into that as opposed to doing what society, as you said, programming, all this programming that we've had is telling us to do. Mm. And the worst place, in my opinion, is um, schools. Mm -hmm. How old fashioned is the school syllabus? Yeah. Um, and I've, I've read this quote about if, um, if you were to go back in time 200 years, You'd look yeah. at other professions like a doctor 200 years ago. Wow, they operated <laughs> so, you know, differently. Look at doctors uh -huh. now, like the advancement. Another industry, maybe builders. How did builders do it 200 years ago? Wow, yeah. nowadays they're so, you know, much more modern. You look at the school teacher 200 years ago and it's exactly the same as it is today. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's crazy we haven't looked at mm. redoing this. And restructuring it so interesting mm. um so i'd love to kind of build this out a bit more so we we talked about we're living in a generator world so what can we um and i'll link um in the show notes um the jovian website so people can get their charts and follow along during our conversation um but let's talk about how really leaning into our human design can help give us the agency to operate in our lives more authentically and with ease, even though we are in a generator world. So I would love to kind of touch upon, um, you know, some of the ways we can check in with that. I think one of the biggest indicators is the not self theme. Um, and then, like you said, also what our authority is, I think are two, two wonderful ways to, mm -hmm. to kind of understand that. So how can we, yeah, how can we learn more about just being ourselves, checking in with ourselves, really using this as a tool to, to live in alignment with our own energy and what is authentic for us as opposed to what the world has kind of been forcing us to do or telling us to do. Okay, so 
I think the whole problem stems from we don't stay in our own lane. We're always looking at what other people are doing <laughs> and um, following on. Like I noticed that there's master classes with Anna Wintour or, you know, mm -hmm. famous directors. And you watch it and you go, wow, that woman's amazing. She's so mm -hmm. rigid and she loves structure. I should try that. Mm -hmm. um, that might really work for her, but that might not be for you. And that's mm -hmm. the same with everything. Diet, um, your energy, you can't, it's not a one size fits all. And you can't look across and think, oh, I, I'm going to be like Anna Wintour. I'm going to put myself, <laughs> even if I can't, it's uncomfortable, I'm going to put myself in that box. It's just not you. So step one would be to go to mybodygraph.com or like you mentioned, the Jovian archives there. Mm. and it's a, a free sign up you just need to know your date of birth your place of birth and a time of birth mm. you put those in and then you'll find out things like basic information like your type mm. and your authority so the type mm. we covered before the five types but your authority is basically pinpointing your body's barometer for making decisions mm. so if i'm an emotional authority like i mentioned it's going to really highlight this center, which is taken from the chakra system of mm -hmm. the solar plexus. So the solar plexus is home of emotions. And like mm -hmm. I might have touched on before, there's an emotional wave because emotions, it's a chemistry. It, it works like that. There's ups mm -hmm. and there's downs. Today I'm up and I'm pretty happy right now. But in another <laughs> hour or two, I might come crashing down. But it'll come back up again. So it's no problem. You just need to ride out the wave. Yeah. So if your authority happens to be the solar plexus, you've got to be a patient person to ride out the wave. Spontaneity mm -hmm. probably isn't best for you. <laughs> so it's best to, for example, um, with your energy, that will work like that. It will work in peaks and troughs, peaks mm -hmm. and troughs. So mm -hmm. honour that. If you're a hairdresser and you've got to book yourself clients every hour, and you're an emotional authority, well, just know to some clients, you're going to have great energy. And for others, you may be flat as a tack. So perhaps <laughs> this is not you, or maybe you've got to work it that um, you only do a few clients in the morning because you know mm -hmm. you're good in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's about honoring your authority. Mm. So I can touch on other authorities if you'd like. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, so another authority, um, so I should go back with the solar plexus. Do you know about 50% of the world have that as an authority? So it The emotional? To sleep on the yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So it really means, yeah, it really means we need to sleep on big decisions. Yeah. And oftentimes we gut feel and we go, yeah, I'm going to answer really quickly. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes because we haven't waited for that emotional clarity, Mm -hmm. We've answered yes already, and the answer yep. is really no. Yep. <laughs> so sort of flake on things, or it looks like we're indecisive, but mm -hmm. it's not that. We've just been impatient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the next authority is the sacral. So that's that battery pack that the mm. um, the energy beings have, and mm -hmm. the sacral really works as a response. It's a gut mm -hmm. feel. It's yes, no, mm -hmm. this, that. You can't overwhelm a sacral. I've got a son that's a sacral authority. And if mm. I say, Ruben, what would you like for dinner? He just looks at me blankly. Whereas if I just narrow it down to two things and say, Ruben, <laughs> would you like this or that? Oh, I feel like that. <laughs> so it's quite um, like a primitive way of doing it. But once you understand that, mm. you find, oh, I'm not repeating myself as much. 
Yeah, if you're it's very a binary. Authority, yeah, if you're a sacral authority, it's quite a quick hit. You get a gut mm. feel. So move towards the yes and move mm. back from the no. Like don't mm. force it. Mm-hmm. Then the next one would be a splenic, a splenic authority, which is the spleen is the home of survival. It's instinct, mm. it's intuition. Mm. The spleen is in the now, like it's quite existential, but it's quiet. Mm. So mm. those nights where maybe you've you've heard your spleen say, get out of this cab right now, don't walk yeah. down that laneway, yeah. or today's not a good day to be on a boat, that's your mm-hmm. spleen talking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it makes zero sense. But pay attention to it because that's your intuition. And mm-hmm. the more you listen to it, the more you build that muscle of intuition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amazing. And then there's other, author- there's other authorities like ego authority, which is the heart. And that's all about checking in with what do I desire? What do I want? And if you're yeah. not feeling uh, confident in yourself or you're looking outside of you, like, like I said before, not in your own lane, you're going to be um, seeking what society wants or what's expected of you, mm. air quotes. So you've got to check in with what do I desire? What does my heart want? And there's another one, uh, self-projected, which is you've got, you're a chatty. You're self-projected. Uh-huh. A lot of projectors <laughs> happen, happen to be self-projected projectors. And it's just like they need a soundboard. They just mm. need to hear themselves chatted out and mm-hmm. the wisdom is in their words Mm -hmm. so they'll either chat to a friend or um record themselves on their phone like in their memos and Mm -hmm. aha that's what i should do Mm. so it's quite interesting and then of course the um the old reflectors there your friend Mm -hmm. they're all about waiting for the lunar cycle so it's all Mm -hmm. about having having the real big patience to wait 28 Mm -hmm. days just to really Mm -hmm. be clear on what they want for them not mm-hmm. what Anna Wintour's doing, not what society is saying, but mm-hmm. it's what do I want? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely something she was like, oh, that's true. <laughs> um, it's so fascinating. I've never heard of the ego ones. Is that kind of a rare authority to have, okay. the ego heart one? So the ego heart, I believe about off the top of my head, I think it's about 40% of the population have that defined. Really? So have that as a, a motor. And it's a lot of manifestors have it. Mm, so you I can must imagine, just, like we yeah. said before, um, manifestors who possibly have their G-center defined, which is they've got direction mm-hmm. and love, um, and they know what they want and they know how to get it, mm-hmm. and their ego, which ego, by the way, isn't a bad thing in human design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be quite confronting. So that's why when you meet a manifester, it's like their aura is like, oh my god, what do I do with you? <laughs> it can be too much. Wow, that's so. F- I must just be surrounded with like, I mean, it makes sense with the work that I do and just what the people I'm drawn to. But I feel like lots of um, emotional authorities is what I tend to see. And I, I came across one self-projected projector. She was asking me about her chart. And I was like, I've never even heard of self-projected projectors. Yeah, <laughs> it's such yeah. a mouthful, but <clears throat> so interesting. So can we touch a little bit on um, the not self theme? Because I think that's something that I know for myself and for other people who've gotten into human design, it's like, oh my God, this is so me and this makes so much sense um and I think that alone too is another 
really, really powerful tool that you can take away from our conversation today um, to really see if you're in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just love it. I think it's fascinating. So I would love to have you share a little bit more about that. Okay, so when you see your chart, those colored in defined centers are mm-hmm. where we can assume you're fixed and reliable. So you're really, you've got those centers nailed. Mm. What you're here to learn in this life is the white centers. Those open mm. white centers is where the not self lives. And the not self is a human design term for the conditioned you. Because mm. you're so open and learning in those centers, you've not really formed your own opinion yet. And you're flexible in your thinking. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if your root center is white and open, you could be in such a hurry to get things done just to Mm. feel that relief of the pressure gone. Mm. So it's almost like your wheels are turning and you're doing all these things, but you don't know why (laughs) you're doing them. And when you see that reflected in your chart, you go, oh man, that's me. I didn't realize that everyone's not doing the same thing. Because if you've got a defined route, you need to wait for enough pressure to build because that's the Mm -hmm. home of ambition and drive, the route. Mm -hmm. My husband's got a defined route and he will wait till the last minute to Mm -hmm. wait for enough pressure to build to get moving and do things. Yeah, that's me me too. (laughs) I'm going mad. Yeah, it's like just do it and then you can be free. Yeah. So it's it's what works for you. So having that open route, in my instance, I have to tell myself, chill out, Root. I'll do it in my time. Mm. I have to see, is this a real stress or is this a perceived stress that I'm just putting on myself? And then other thing, other places where you could trip yourself up with the not self. So an open heart could, so that's the home of worthiness and knowing your self-worth and it's the mm. home of willpower. If you think mm-hmm. I've got zero willpower, it could be that you've got um, a white heart center, but um, you could be feeling unworthy and just mm. feeling, like I said, if 60% of the population have that open, that's a lot of places to look around and think, oh my God, I'm not, I should undercharge. I should yeah. do more. I should be more. I should, um, you know, yeah, achieve more. And then people will notice me and then I'll feel loved and worthy. Whereas mm. that's the not self-talking. Because Mm. we know, logically, that worthiness is like the sun. It shines on all of us. It's not Mm. just for her over there and him over there. Mm. It's it's inherently in us, worthiness. And it's infinite. We just have to believe that we are worthy. I guess it's the belief of worthiness that trips a lot of people up. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love to to go through some of the types of the not self theme because I know for for myself that was something that was really um, eye opening. You know, um, as you kind of chatted with me more about um, in our session two, our not self theme is how we know that we're not in alignment, um, how that kind of comes through, and you know, mine is bitterness. And, and like you said, I'm a projector. So, um, when I feel like I'm sharing my wisdom and, and people are, it's falling on deaf ears or they don't want to hear it or, or whatever. Um, and I don't feel seen and recognized. I feel bitter, you know, and it was something I really, um, had to do a lot of, of work on just, um, especially being in the corporate world, you know, you work and work and work and you're like, I just want a little bit of recognition, (laughs) just a teeny bit. And then when you don't get it, 
you know, you get bitter and you're like, I'm putting in all these hours. And like, I stayed hours late and, and I did that extra thing and I didn't even get a thank you. So, so I, I definitely noticed that a lot. Um, and it's, it's really interesting too, just kind of a side tangent when you think about, um, and I'm curious if this is something you've thought about as well, but your love languages, the love languages, um, my, mm. you know, my two love languages are words of affirmation and quality time. So I thought that was really interesting that, um, you know, since I do want that affirmation or that recognition, and if I don't get it, I get a little bit bitter. I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, kind of reflecting on that, that, mm. um, that's really what I, is what I want. Like, I'm happy to do whatever. I just want a little, Hey, thank you. You know, I don't want any gifts. I don't want any money or whatever. Just a little bit of recognition. I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> oh, that's so projector of you to notice. I know. That. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It's um, if we start with projectors, then they do feel disappointment when they've come off of tr off track because mm -hmm. their signature is success. So whilst mm -hmm. we're not chasing success, mm -hmm. we know that if we live in alignment, we will get to success. But yeah. the bitterness is a clear indication we've come off track. It's like, yes. oh, what have I done? Have, mm -hmm. I, have I sold myself? Have I hustled too bad, like too mm -hmm. much and tried to get myself noticed? Mm -hmm. When really you're supposed to wait for an invitation as a um, projector mm. and then um, invited to share your insights. And then we've got the generators and the MGs. They feel the not self as a frustration. It's like, mm. damn it, like what went there? And for mm -hmm. them, they should be feeling satisfaction. So mm. perhaps have they not responded to their body wisdom? Have they gone mm. out and done something themselves? And what's um, their strategy? not self theme is anger. Anger. Mm. Their strategy is to respond to life. Oh, you're... Yeah, so the generators and the um, manifesting generators respond to life. So that's a body mm -hmm. response, which mm. is really, when you think about it, quite easy. It's like, yeah. don't have any bright ideas and go off on a tangent. It's just yeah. respond. Does that light you up? Do you want to yeah. do it? Um, yeah. It's also exterior in your environment response. Oh, mm. I, I think I wanted to study that course. Mm -hmm. How do I feel about that? Check in with my body. Yes, I'm lit up. I'm going to do it. So that's the energy beings. It's quite an easy one, but hard to do because we often yeah. get off track. Or again, if, if we're now not self and not feeling worthy or, yeah. you know, in a rush to do things, we're not, we're thinking and we're not feeling it or we're not right. within our body. So, yes. Yeah. But I did touch on the projectors before. It's the, the bitterness is the not self where they mm. want to feel the satisfaction and mm -hmm. the alignment comes from waiting for the invitation, which mm -hmm. is a hard thing to do when you it's want recognition. It's so hard. Just say thank you, like you said. <laughs> so so hard. tough to wait, especially in a generator world when it yeah. makes us, I mean, at least for me and I know other projectors, it's like, I feel lazy not doing anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm not doing anything. Waiting for the invitation has definitely yeah. been challenging, but every time I do it, it works out, so the part of the experiment of human design well, <laughs> this is it so then the manifester well the manifester feels angry when they get shut down with their ideas so mm. what they need to do for their strategy is to inform people so you can mm. imagine when they're in that get out of my way kind of mentality yeah. <laughs> to sort of stop and say to people 
hey, listen, here's what I'm thinking of doing. Interesting. You wanted to help me or not? That can be a hard thing for them. And they're often, they've got the anger because as children, they've been shut down. They were too large, too loud, Mm. too big, Mm -hmm. too out of control. So their signature is peace. So if they want to feel peace, interesting, they need to inform people so that they're not so angry. Mm. And then our beautiful reflective friends, mm-hmm. they're not selfish disappointment. And you can understand the, disimpo- uh, the disappointment that they would see just because everything's, they're everybody and everybody and everyone yeah. and anyone, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So their signature um, is surprise. If you want to be surprised by life, mm. they need to wait for that lunar cycle, which is mm. that 28 days, just to really, really feel into what they want. Mm, what a fun one surprise I love that I didn't know that yeah which yeah so cool which Mm. is really cool really that's if you allow it as well because you can imagine I'm a I admit I'm a bit of a control freak Mm -hmm. I don't like surprises I like to (laughs) control things so but often surprises are often way better than I've ever imagined yeah if I just totally. let go of control exactly oh that's so fun um yeah I love that yeah babes definitely definitely take a peek at your charts and um let us know connect with us um I'll leave Carla's social down as well so you can you can connect with her there too but I'm curious if this is resonating with you as we go through these types I think it's absolutely fascinating um Carla I would love to shift a little bit and talk about you know we like you mentioned um human design is almost like this 5d concept and I know a lot of what we've kind of been hearing um in the collective as of late is this transition from 3d to 5d um especially starting with that that winter solstice that we had back in December but I'm curious, um, from your perspective as a human design reader and, and being more um, very well-versed in this world, as we are going through this shift, um, this collective um, leveling up, and I think we're also seeing a lot of um, deconditioning, people kind of waking up and, and trying to actively de- decondition themselves. Um you know, I think that we're going to start to see the emergence of newer leadership that's maybe been a little bit different from, from our last leadership over the last couple of decades. Um, and I'm curious to hear, to hear your take on this um, in terms of, of human design types, if you think that we'll see one type more than the other that's kind of emerging as being a leader to kind of help transition us into this, this new era um, as our collective really moves to these massive shifts and growth periods. I'm curious if you think that there's a specific type that will help us do this or maybe a couple types or, or anything about that? I think it's going to be more about looking within mm. and doing your own work as an individual mm. and knowing, oh, man, I'm so unique. I am me. I can't be another. I can't copy people. It's so exhausting. Mm. Mm. with doing your work and being whole within yourself as an individual unit, I really think then we're going to start to see that we are all one in a sense Mm. that if I am angry at you, Nissa, I'm really angry at myself Mm. and that we're all going to work together as a whole. 
So to answer your question, I don't think one type so much will rise up. I think mm -hmm. as the population expands, we might see more reflectors mm -hmm. and well, with mm -hmm. that, more of everything, but perhaps more enlightenment from the non-energy beings to be mm -hmm. recognised for their wisdom. Tell us. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, just knowing how to operate your own machinery, like your own body, is mm -hmm. going to be paramount because mm -hmm. if, if we all do our bit, we'll all work together and mm -hmm. me doing my personal um, like shadow work and mm -hmm. bettering myself mm -hmm. and up leveling, as you said before, it contributes to the collective. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be all of us individually and then all of us holding hands and doing mm -hmm. it together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I think it's so timely too, because, you know, I mean, there's differing opinions on this, but we've um, been said to have shifted into this type of Aquarian age, which I, I really see kind of in two parts. And it's exactly what you just highlighted. It's the individual. It's really embracing our uniqueness, our quirks, our who we just truly authentically are marching to the tune of our own drummers, not caring what anybody thinks. And the Aquarius is also very much a humanitarian sign. It's a sign that seeks community and how can we connect with one another. And um, that was a lot of what I was sensing as we kind of moved through that energy portal in December was um, exactly what you said, like, we're really going to be shifting into this individualistic approach to life but the, that's going to ultimately have us be more connected because exactly what you said when we do the work on ourselves and we heal ourselves and we fill up our own cups first we can show up better for the rest of the world and it's such a ripple effect because I'm not showing up with my cup half full and then I'm um, you know, not living my design and I'm bitter, or I'm angry and I'm putting that on you and then that makes you have a bad day and you put it on someone else like if we can just all do our, our part on ourselves it's not selfish it's actually actually selfless because it because of that ripple effect mm -hmm. and 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 I do think when we do that work too we also see that we're really not so different from one another and that kind of further connects us as a collective so I love to hear that that's your take as well because um yeah I I, I think it's I think it's going to be so empowering too for people to see that they can be their own healers and they can be their own guides and we don't have to rely on the government or what we're told we can really and that's also what I love about human design is it gives you the agency to learn how to connect with yourself and your unique um, design energy types and authorities to understand like what is true for you and what is not and have that as your own as your own compass so I think that's really exciting. I'm glad to hear that's <laughs> yeah. kind of your take as well. Yeah, beautifully said. Hmm. Beautifully said. And also too, just thinking, we'll be raising children that yeah. know their design. How cool we is that? We won't have angry manifesto children. Yeah, exactly. We won't have, <laughs> we would have little Trump children. children. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if everyone raised their children, can you imagine without the conditioning? Mm. It's like it's going to be a whole new way of being. Yeah. I know. I was thinking a lot about that because I was thinking, you know, if I, if I decide to have children and I don't even know if college is going to be something that's around when I have children, but, you know, just really seeing people for who they are, seeing, seeing these souls that we're bringing into the world as, as their own individual souls and um, seeing what they need to, to show up as the, as their highest selves and to, to better contribute to society that way. 
um, you know, I was thinking, you know, if they don't want to go to college and they want to do something else, then do it. Because if I had kind of had that understanding and support, I wonder um, where I would have been instead of the struggle. But, you know, the struggle is what makes us who we are. And there's always reasons. And I always have the hindsight to, you know, we always get the hindsight looking back while we needed to do it that way. But it's just a really interesting thing to think about. Like if we don't have that unnecessary resistance and we can really recognize and appreciate, and even if we don't understand, just um, appreciate our children or our friends or our society for who they are, um, just how much less resistance we would have in our lives and in our societies. It's just such a curious, curious thing to think about. Um, it's a fun thing to think about for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I think if you got your chart done, mm. well, just even looked at your own chart, you'd be able to see, oh, this is how I communicate. This is, yeah. <laughs> I speak what I feel. Yeah. Um, because my throat center has a direct line to my solar plexus. So I speak what I feel. My mm. husband, he speaks from his Ajna. So he, he speaks his opinion. He doesn't have the solar plexus. So I'm not saying mm. he's, he lacks emotion, not at all. It's just so interesting to see how I operate and then mm. how my partner operates. Mm -hmm. And then if I was in the corporate world, who's on my team and yeah. how do they operate? And yeah. my children. So no two children are the same. I've got two yeah. manifesting generators. They're so different. <laughs> so it's just a, a visual for you to go by to see, yeah. oh, that makes sense. It's so fascinating. Mm. Yeah, I would love to, to dive a little bit deeper into some of the nuances that I think um, a lot of people would be really curious about as well. One of the biggest ones being manifesting. I know this is a very common word we're hearing <laughs> nowadays. Everyone's trying to manifest yeah. things. Um, but I would love to dive into, so if you babes have your chart up in front of you, we're going to look at those arrows and I'll let Carla describe those a little bit more deeply, but all of these arrows have different meanings. And one of them tells us um, just how we kind of actually manifest what that looks like. So I would love for you to share more about that because I personally found that interesting. Mine was the opposite of what I expected it to be, um, but it's fascinating. So I'd love to have you kind of share a little bit more about that with us. Okay. So at the top of your chart, you're going to see four arrows two red on the left side and two black on the right side. My body graph, you just see the arrows and you know no more about them. Whereas if you go to geneticmatrix.com and Jovian Archive, they're going to give you more information about what is involved. So that specific arrow that Nisa is talking about here is the bottom black one. So the bottom right one. And that's a, a perspective arrow. So it shows how we how our vision is in the world. And if your bottom black arrow points to the right, anything right is very feminine and receptive and passive, but it also means that you're a non-specific manifester mm -hmm. when you're calling things in. I'm talking that kind of manifestation. <laughs> if your bottom black arrow is left facing, anything left is strategic and active and more masculine you're a specific manifester. So left pointing is specific, right pointing is non-specific. And it's funny, you know, it's a 60-40 split. 60% of the population are non-specific. 40% are specific. 
So to give you an example, if you were to call in in your manifesting, say you want a new apartment to live in, I, as a specific manifester, would say, I want to live in this suburb with this many bedrooms, with floorboards, and pay mm-hmm. this much rent every month. Mm-hmm. Nisa, as a non-specific manifester, has been told all her life to be specific and is yep. wondering, am I getting what I want? <laughs> because, because non-specifics, which is 60% of the population, mm. it's more about the feeling that is mm-hmm. uh, being conjured up. Mm-hmm. So in Nisa's apartment, she might say, like this area not Mm -hmm. a specific suburb but that bohemian area on the east Mm -hmm. kind of side because I like Mm -hmm. walking by that river Mm -hmm. and I want um, my front room to feel tropical and just breezy and easygoing Mm -hmm. and I would like I would like yeah just the feeling of coziness there Mm -hmm. so it's more about being surprised as a Mm non-specific don't get so caught up in specifics that you mm-hmm. your blinkers are on because mm-hmm. non-specifics are, are supposed to be surprised mm-hmm. I love that yeah and I think it kind of relates back to what you said that oftentimes when we are surprised it's better than what we could have thought so that's something to kind of embrace if you're a non-specific manifester and you want to be specific um, and I think for me too you know kind of like you were mentioning liking to control things that I've I can be the same way and when I'm not in that space and I am leaning more into the feminine, again, I'm getting away from the conditioning of the generator, go, 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 very masculine energy. Um, The things that come through that way are are so much better than I could have ever imagined. So definitely an invitation to, Mm. to lean into that and not see it as a, as a disadvantage. (laughs) Isn't it funny though? Isn't it funny? We think we know the best, but we don't. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) But um, it's funny. It's funny too. With um, manifesting, as in calling things in for yourself, mm. it's sort of the hot new topic. And I mean, oh, people yeah. like, uh, what's her name? Lacey Phillips. Lacey Phillips. We've been talking for yeah. years about um, manifesting. Yeah. 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 Um, which her work is amazing. Like she does, she does great work. But mm. if you're looking at it from a, um, even like a Joe Dispenza kind of approach, yeah, it's about frequency. And what totally. frequency are you wanting to, to be? Because if my frequency is low and I'm a couch potato and <laughs> I don't do any work, like inner work, yeah. but I want to call in something that's up here, like I want a million dollar a year business, mm-hmm. I need to write, like raise my frequency to meet that. Otherwise, I could be specific or non-specific. It won't matter mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you still have to be a certain um, frequency to call that level in. Mm-hmm. So... If you look at it from a human design perspective, there's three centers that really need to be cleaned out. Mm. And they are the heart. You Mm -hmm. need to know your worth. You need to not be becoming a pretzel just to keep everybody else happy. It's also the Mm. solar plexus. It's about processing emotions. And Mm. if you don't know what you feel, how can you put boundaries up? People are going to walk all over you. Mm -hmm. So Feel into your feelings, your feelings. Mm. And the third one being the king of them all, the spleen. Mm-hmm. The spleen as an organ that we have is like a, a cleanser of our body. Mm. And I like to think of it as like a, a three by three storage unit. Mm. If, it's, if your storage unit is chocked up with boxes and you're trying to call more things in, you're not <laughs> because you need to clear out 
Mm-hmm. What are you holding on to? Discipline mm-hmm. is all about holding on to things. Mm-hmm. Are you holding on to a toxic relationship for fear of like, please don't leave me. I need you to be able to pay rent. Mm-hmm. Are you holding on to a, a lousy job that absolutely exhausts you and you hate? It just drains your sacral, drains mm-hmm. your vitality of life. But you think that's all I can get. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm going to keep going. It's going to mm-hmm. get better. It won't. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are you holding on to? Are you holding on to toxic? Um, are you, you know, thought patterns alcohol every or afternoon to work just to do? Yeah. 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 It's a major clearing out. And mm. sometimes it's um, like a metaphysical clearing out. It's about mm-hmm. thought, but sometimes it's physical. Mm-hmm. Are your pantry cupboards anything like mine mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. where they're chock a block? <laughs> And you don't know what's in there. If you start clearing out your cupboards or your wardrobe even, oh, my God, it feels like you've lost weight. It feels like you're clear yes. and you've got space. Yes. And that's what causes as well. So look to the spleen for that. Like really check in and be brutally honest yes. with yourself. Yes. Yeah, I love I love that you touched on um, also the physical clearing. So right now we're in the... We're moving into the third week of um, my group mentorship container, the Isla Alchemy container. And the homework that um, the babes had from last week was to do a clearing out session in preparation for this full moon we have coming up when we meet for our next session. And that was one of the things we talked about is when you're when you're doing this work, and a lot of us just think it's, you know, I'm diving into my soul and doing this deep work and my limiting beliefs and, and conscious thought patterns many of us forget to look at what we're physically surrounding ourselves with, which I think is so interesting because our homes are really an extension of our auras. And it's like you said, like, how are my cabinets right now? Like what's going on? Like what clothes am I holding on to that are ripped or have holes or that um, an old boyfriend gave me that I don't like, or like my mom gave me and I don't want to get rid of it because I feel guilty. Like there's so much energetic resonance with those things. And it's interesting too. I mean, it's just an incentive to further clean out your stuff if you want to call more stuff in. But I also just think, like you said, like, it's like, Ooh, I felt like I just had a diet or like did a detox because it really is like everything has an energetic frequency to it. I mean, this is not just woo woo stuff, you guys, this is physics. And when we really take that time to really take inventory of what we're surrounding ourselves with energetically, not just our relationships, but also our physical things um, and really clean that out. Like we feel so much better. And I'm really excited to do that because we have spring coming up here in the Northern hemisphere. And I think that's a wonderful time (laughs) to really clear out in celebration of that. But um, yeah, I think that's a really important thing to touch on too, is just what are you surrounding yourself with? What What are you sitting in every day, especially as we're we're working from home more and more now and we're in and out of lockdowns and in our homes all the time. Like what is, if you're tired, like, are you looking around? Do you have clutter everywhere? Is it dirty? Are you not cleaning? Like open the windows, take the trash out, get rid of some stuff, donate. Um, And I promise you guys will feel better too. So yeah, really interesting to touch on that as well. Yeah. And that is part of living in alignment. Like we keep talking about this alignment yeah. It's about living in energetic correctness. Mm-hmm. So if you, and it's funny, it requires other things that we consistently do. We have to mm. consistently be authentic. Yeah. We have to consistently ex- express ourselves, whether mm-hmm. we make people unhappy or not. If that's how yeah. you feel, you've got to express that. And you have to consistently have boundaries. 
And 100%. I think that's a hard thing. Like a lot of people would rather not upset the other, yeah. but they they um they like hate on themselves really, but they don't mm. see it by not having mm. boundaries. Yeah. So authentic, boundaried and expressed and the three of them go together. So mm. it's funny that um, they're also the three centers that I mentioned, the spleen, mm. the heart and the solar plexus. Mm. That's how you become authentic. That's how mm. you speak your truth. And that's how your, your boundaries and your strength up. So yeah, it's so interesting. It's not just a pretty um, body graph that you look mm -hmm. at. It's so much more when you dig deep. Yeah. And it all connects back full circle. It's it's all interconnected. It's so interesting to look at. I love that. Mm. So I would love to to chat a little bit about um, just a little rumor I heard. So currently we have nine centers in human design. Um, you, we touched on some of them. And if you guys are interested in them, just for time's sake, feel free to, to check out your chart and learn more about them. But um, I found this really interesting. And I was talking to you about this the other day, Carla, that there's there's kind of been rumors going around that um, we're evolving to, to have 11 centers now. So I would love if you could talk to us more about that, any rumors you heard about that, um, where those will be located and why you think those are really um, evolving within ourselves. Like what are their purpose and why, why are they evolving right now? So if your listeners are familiar with the, the um, chakra system, that we mm -hmm. were seven-centered beings, mm -hmm. but then I believe it was 1781 as a year, we mm -hmm. evolved to nine-centered beings that we see on the body graph. So we are an evolution. And yes, mm -hmm. you're right, 11 centers are going to be the next uh, evolution. And these two new centers will be in the hands. And I really think that is to do with touch and how yeah. important it is as a species. Um, I I've got a friend that's a masseuse and she said after lockdown, she was booked out. People just yeah. miss being touched. I heard that as well. Yeah. Amazing? Yeah. So, yeah, whether I'm going to be touched in the sense of healers, like energy healers, mm -hmm. or just that, yeah, it's, I don't know. It may it may take a thousand years and I might not see the end result <laughs> of it. But definitely an evolution, like you mentioned with the whole um, Aquarian age. Yeah. Back to those four arrows. See how um, if you've got four arrows that face left, remember that left was very male and strategic. Yeah. That's from the past. They're going mm. to be um, moving to the right. So if you've got a lot of right-facing arrows there, mm. it's like you're evolving. So the right, remember, was receptive and feminine and that more fluid energy. Mm. That's what we're going for. Mm -hmm. And right now um, I can speak, my daughter is a quad right. So that means the four arrows of hers are go right. Wow. So she's from the future, man. Like she's so <laughs> receptive. The problem is this. Picture this though. So she's got a right brain, a right mind, like a future mind, but she's living in a left world. Hmm. she's so peripheral and open she's just hmm. walking awareness this kid when wow. she goes to school and they say sit down breathe this and focus she's just like she's like no so it's not that she's um inept like she's intelligent yeah. it's yeah. just the school system so old that it doesn't suit her so we're going to see more of that more of this rightness this hmm. evolution of being more fluid 
But yeah, right mm. now we're in a left world. We're in a more masculine world. It's fascinating. Yeah. When you mentioned them in the hands, that mm. was one of the first things that I, I thought about, like how, and, and it just makes me think about divine timing and how you kind of said that, um, human design was almost time-stamped to, to kind of come into our consciousness yeah. um, this year, especially as we're awakening, awakening up as a collective. But yeah, just thinking about how we have been so starved for touch this last year, like physical touch and seeing just hugging our loved ones or shaking hands with strangers and um, also the, the healer, the healing aspect as well with Reiki and different types of energy healing, I think. And masseuse. Um, I know the masseuse I see as well was saying the same thing. Cause like I've been booked, I mean, you have to book him in advance, like months and months and months because yeah, people just, <laughs> they want, they want, they Amazing. want to be touched. I mean, yeah, it's fascinating. You mentioned something um, about the, the mind, the arrow that talks about the mind, which one is that? Mm -hmm. So the four arrows, if you want to do your own homework, just on this, the four arrows are called determination. They're sometimes mm. called variables or the primary health system, the PHS. So mm. the top red arrow is about your cognition and your mm. digestion. It's how you digest not just food but digest information. So oh. if your top red arrow points right, you're passive and open. It's that feminine. Mm. If you're left-facing, it's that active, busy mind that's focused. Mm. The active, busy mind that's focused needs more food consistently because you need yeah, fuel more structure brain. yeah yeah if you if you're more right facing and feminine you don't need that much food really mm. and that whole structure of three meals a day and breakfast is the most important meal of the day <laughs> is it or is that just rhetoric that we're just reciting check yeah. in with yourself yeah if i don't feel like breakfast i don't eat and do you know what kids do it the best they're like, yeah. I'm not hungry. Yeah. But next meal they eat what they want. Yeah. Tonight I'm just going to have a cucumber. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. You yeah. know what he needs. If mm -hmm. you've got a child that's quote unquote picky eater, are they? Are they sick? Yeah. Or they are they just they, know? You know, not developing well? Yeah. Because if there's no problem, they know what their body needs. It's yeah. just we've had this control thing for too long. This I'm your mother and I know what to do. This authority. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. no really <laughs> yeah it's fascinating and it just it reinforces that our bodies are so wise and we don't give them enough credit to that um and to your point about the breakfast thing i mean yeah it's it's also such at least an american thing like breakfast is the most important meal of the day and it should be the biggest and i've never been i mean i love breakfast food but i can't really eat a lot in the morning it makes me feel sick and i remember in high school um, you know, my parents trying to get me to eat before school. And I like literally felt nauseous. I, I would bring a bag of Cheerios and, and munch on them at 11 o'clock and I felt fine and I was healthy and everything was great. But I even think about things yeah. like parents having you, you know, finish all your food, like, but I'm full, you know, I'm not just like, this is all I need. Like, no, finish yeah. your plate. <laughs> it's just interesting. Um, yeah. More, more, more. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it funny as a parent, if, um, we think we've got this authority over children, but mm. if you and I, Nissa, were sitting down at lunch and I, I, I started jamming spoonfuls of my salad into, into you, <laughs> like, is that society work? No, I would never do that. But yeah. I think I can do that with my kid. Like yeah. It's just, it boggles the mind. 
But I tell you, it gets even more in depth with the primary health system. Mm. So if you go to geneticmatrix.com, it will tell you about how you're to eat. So it's about circumstance or condition, not about a diet. It's not about be paleo or be vegan or raw food. Yeah. And interestingly, um, I looked yours up, you're indirect light. Really? Which means you're, <laughs> nocturnal, you're a nocturnal eater. Yes, I definitely which am. Which means <laughs> no, no, no wonder you're not hungry in the morning. Wow. So nocturnal eaters are amazing. So start to experiment with that. That's so funny. If society says breakfast is the most important meal to the day, be like, no, yeah. it's not. Check in with me. I'm not hungry yeah. till 12 noon. Eat at 12 noon. Exactly. But yeah. it's about, and again, saying don't eat and then go to bed. Do you know what? That suits you as an yeah. internet polite eater. <laughs> so it's about, that's yeah. I've got a, a sister-in-law that's indirect light. She's, she's from the UK. I've also got a French friend. And if, you, if mm. I think about it, in Europe and the UK, they eat their dinner at nine o'clock at night and they then do. walk around and go have a coffee, especially in Italy. Let's oh, go yeah. get a gelato at midnight. And then, yeah. But they yeah. can do it. Yeah. So that's you. So do some homework on that for yourself. Indirect light eating. I love that. And that's so, I think you've got a passive, so true. Oh, what's that? I think you've got a passive brain. I think your your arrow points to the right from memory. Yeah, a passive it brain. Does. Mm-hmm. Meaning you you don't need, you don't need a lot of food all the time, mm. and you're just taking it in. You're just taking in information as it comes to you. If mm. you try and focus, that's when you lose your magic. So it's interesting to know how your brain works. It's so it's so interesting to hear that because yeah. I was diagnosed with um, ADD in high school, and it's interesting because it's like these things that don't fit into society boxes, like what you just said, that I'm just taking in things as they come. I mean, that's very much how I am. And, and to a society that wants us to just stay in focus, that's not how I operate. I'm, I'm like, what is this over here? And what's this sound? And what is this scent? And like, I, like yeah. you said, I'm just kind of observing and exploring and taking in, but to a society like you, to your point with our school system that has you sit down and focus like your daughter that it doesn't serve her. They're like, well, that's not working for what we want. So you're, you have this illness or you have this disability when really it was just us taking in information differently. It's so interesting. I know. And do you know what? This is not human design. This is Carla, Dr. Carla. I think open head, open Ajna (laughs) is is ADD. Don't you think? Really? Yeah. Is open head, open Ajna. Yeah. And that's what I have. So interesting can't focus it's not a bad thing there's nothing wrong with you Mm. funny if you've got that receptive passive brain Mm. it's like you're a well of information because you're taking it all in yeah and when someone asks you a question that's when the answer pops out to know Mm -hmm. how deep your well is you need Mm. to draw it out and it's mm. funny you're a projector that you need people to invite you to come on, yep. give it to us, come on. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's mm. how your brain operates. It's so and cool. then the next arrow below that, the bottom red arrow. So mm. the top red is all internal. It's um it's digestion and cognition. The okay. bottom red is environment. So it's what's around you. Mm. And it depends. If you've got a right facing arrow, you're here to be an observer. You're here to watch. If you've mm. got a left-facing arrow, you're here to be watched. You're here to be observed. 
Mm. This is here to be observed. (laughs) Whatever you're doing and your environment, interestingly, your environment is a, it's called a wet kitchen. You can do some homework on this too. Like Mm. there's so many blogs, there's so much stuff on it. A kitchen environment is like a laboratory and it's where lots of different things come together. So it could be a city. It could be a place where there's different backgrounds, different ethnicities, but it just hums along nicely. And that it's a wet kitchen means like a green, moist, lush area. So if you're in sort of like this busy, tropical kind of place, that's your best environment where you thrive and you do your thing where we watch you. Yeah, that is amazing to hear because it's so funny. For so long, I identified as being a city person. And what I realized um, after living in Italy for several several years and then New York is it's not that I'm a city person. It's that I'm um, exactly what you said. Like I need to be in these melting pots where there's a lot going on in terms of art and diversity and culture and food. And it doesn't matter if it's a small town or if it's a large city, but I need like exactly what you just said, that humming of all these different things coming together. Um, so that's fascinating. Mm. And and recently I've been very drawn to returning back to like a jungle environment. I've always felt very at home in Bali, like in Ubud. And I was in Tulum recently. And I just having that little bit of humidity in the jungle and the lushness, um, especially because in Ayurveda, I'm, I'm very much a vata dosha. I'm very uh, dry naturally. So it just feels really good for me to be in an environment that kind of balances that out. So that is fascinating. I did not know that about this era. I will definitely do my homework on that. So, um, and this is so spot This on. is the whole thing with the, the four arrows. The four yeah. arrows, the primary health system. Ra, the man who got the download for human design, he mm. pretty much said it's going to take two, three years just to work on your strategy and authority. So just to check mm. in with your internal barometer. Mm-hmm. After that, you can then move on to the four arrows to do the primary health system. Mm. But just before he died, because he passed away not long ago, or yeah. a few years ago now, he said, actually, we need to start with the primary health system because that's going to clear people's brain. It's going to clear the liquid memory in our cells yeah. of our conditioning and yeah. people will decondition faster. So that's why, well, and then he passed away. So that's mm. why there's a bit of contention with human design readers is do we, do we teach the primary health system? Is it too much? Because really you've got to do the big things first. Because mm. I, could, um, I could say to you to eat in the dark, but if you're a projector <laughs> that's trying to hustle, like you've got to get that out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like the big things first. Strategy and authority. Yeah. And then his other thing was to sleep alone. If you sleep mm. alone, your aura is getting rested and you're waking up as yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're sleeping next to a generator with their sacral, mm-hmm. it's going to sort of imprint on you. Yeah. And you'll be piggybacking off that um, sacral energy. So, mm-hmm. it, and that's what I mean about being individual. Like, we yeah. as a society sell double beds. Like, I know. You know? So, it's yeah. about sort of going, you know what? I'm trying this experiment of human design. I'm going to probably look a bit odd doing it. I mean, for me, my my cognition is low sound. I need to eat with earphones on and be really quiet, no Mm. noise on my own. So Mm. imagine how that goes with my noisy kids eating and one of my kids (laughs) needs to wriggle around, the other one needs cold food. It's once you start to look into what the food choices are, because it's not about the food, it's about the condition or the circumstance, it's mind-blowing. 
It's but yeah, so I think this is ahead of its time. And yeah, just, just have a look. Have a look. Mm, but that information, personally, yeah, it will be on geneticmatrix.com. Okay. I'll put what a link in there. Specifically. Okay, amazing. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put a link for that in the show notes to you guys. Um, yeah, Carla, just to touch on the the sleeping thing, it's so funny because I, I know you and I have talked about this, but um, I'm a projector and my partner is a generator. And, you know, I love, I, I'm somebody that I just love being alone. I love my alone time. I love living alone. And um, I think I told you about this one time he was absolutely beat from work and he came and slept over and I was so, and he does a lot of physical, physical labor. And the next morning I woke up and I was so exhausted. Like I, for day, like the whole day I was physically exhausted. I was just like, had no energy. And I, I, I messaged him and I said, Hey, were you like really physically tired yesterday? And like, like what was going on? He's like, yeah, it was a rough day, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, okay. And you didn't get a lot of sleep either. Right. And he's like, yeah, I haven't really slept last couple of days. And I said, okay, um, I love you, but next time you sleep, you want to sleep over, you need to get a lot of sleep and not be tired. Cause I'm exhausted today. <laughs> I just like soaked and he's a generator and I just soaked so in funny. all of that, all of that. So it's, it's, it's really interesting to, mm. to kind of pay attention to those nuances. And I, I definitely feel as much as I love sleeping with him, I definitely feel better just sleeping in my own, in my own aura. Um, I'll share my bed with my Husky sometimes, but you know, I do love sleeping alone. <laughs> yeah. Animals, animals are apparently all reflectors. So they'll reflect are back they? to you and become what you are. Yeah. Wow. That's so Isn't cool. That, mm, that actually makes a lot so of your sense. Reflective friend, your reflective friend, does she have animals? They probably she doesn't imagine it's like um oh it would be interesting yeah but, oh, a quick thing about reflectors yeah they become their environment so environment is everything mm-hmm. so who who are you surrounding yourself with and where you know what is your environment mm-hmm. totally yeah I definitely see that for her as well it's interesting so if she had animals would they just be reflecting whatever they'd soaked up that day back to each other would it just be like mirroring each other yeah it's so interesting mirrorball party yeah (laughs) that's so funny um amazing do we have one or two more arrows that we had to chat about we got the the two left red ones um, we've Yep. So we did the bottom right is your um, manifesting or how you, Mm. your vision, your perspective of the world. So the top black one is about your motivation or awareness. So Mm. if you're facing right, remember, right is the female and receptive. You've got a receptive Mm. mind. Mm. If you're facing left, it's more a strategic mind. You've got that more masculine, Mm. I must strategize kind of Mm. mind. So it's interesting. You may have a mix of left and right. You may be all quad right. Mm-hmm. They have only one pointing in a different direction. There's 16 combinations they could be. Mm. And if you're all left, it's all from the past and all like the old strategic masculine way. And mm-hmm. if you're all um, right, you're all feminine and more mm. of the future. But yeah, interesting. Fascinating. Your system. Get into that. Oh yeah. yeah. So much wisdom there. Yeah. I'm, I'm exactly split. <laughs> 50 50 with those arrows yes yes i'm kind of straddling the past and future (laughs) yeah um um, yeah you're getting there you're getting to yeah 
Yeah, I love that. So I would love to just kind of wrap up by um, by having you share kind of what what is the experiment of human design? I and mean, we've talked about it so much today, but what is the, you know, what is that really an invitation for us to, to lean into? I know we've kind of subtly incorporated this message throughout some of your answers, but, you know, how can, how can living our design um, allow us to really live lives that are more flowing of ease of intuition? Um, what can that really look like if we're, if we're fully embracing our human design? And, and as you've said, testing out this experiment of it? Well, to me, it's almost like peeling back the layers and getting back to who we really are as an individual mm. because mm -hmm. we've possibly done it hard or incorrect or yeah. the way our parents did it, which is yeah. not dissing parents. It's just yeah. it just wasn't in correct alignment. If you want to see the blueprint of who you really are, just have a look at your chart. Just have a look at the map and you'll be living in more of an alignment, more of a correctness mm. when life gets more ease filled. Mm -hmm. It really does. You feel uh, a bit strange doing some things and it would feel yeah. awkward at first <laughs> if you've always been a logical in your yeah. head person yeah. or you've always strategized, how can I get more followers on Instagram? Whereas if you just like loosen up and just be, mm. it's just amazing that it's like reversing engineering it's like mm -hmm. it's doing like the opposite so it's almost like a manual for operating so why yeah. not you know know the manual yeah of you it's the manual of you the treasure mm. map so yeah i love that i just got chills so, the manual of you <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's gonna have and to be our some, title <laughs> you can take it oh you could take it or leave it. I mean, some people might view this as, you know, a new religion and they get fanatical. That could yeah. be you or it yeah. could not be. You could take or leave what you like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's all in your hands. It's just interesting to have a peek, I think. Any yeah. curious person would want to. Yeah. As you said at the beginning, any, any seekers, any of you who are looking to understand yourselves, better and the world and how you can operate in the world and those around you. And I think too, um, you know, testing out the human, the, the experiment of human design in my experience has really been, um, an act of, of surrendering and, and trusting and, um, leaning into who I am and really embracing that and deconditioning. And I think the biggest thing I've noticed when I am living in my design is just so much less resistance, just, things seem to flow, they line up. And it's, as you said, a treasure map to you, but I think it's also um, permission to be yourself. I think that's one thing that I really felt after our reading was like, okay, yeah, like this is just reinforcing that this is how I am. And it's literally written in the stars or the ethers or whatever, wherever this was derived from and channeled from. But, um, you know, it's, it, it really, yeah, it gave me a lot of agency to feel like, yes, this is who I am and I'm going to embrace that. So, yeah. Yeah, it is, and human design calls it an unbecoming. You're, mm. you're coming back to you. It's mm. always been there. Mm. I love that. Another good title. I'll have to decide between those. <laughs> Becoming. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
Well, Carla, thank you so, so much for the time, for sharing your wisdom, this fascinating life system. Tell us where our listeners can find you and connect with you and get their charts read by you. You guys heard her chart readings are amazing. I felt like, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm like, you're seeing through to my soul. And I just love the way that you kind of, um, treated our chart reading like a conversation. I was like, yeah, okay. What's up? <laughs> um, so I think it's kind of, it's, it was, it was a really You're unique lovely. approach. No. Oh. So, um, if you guys are looking for chart reading I definitely recommend checking out Carla's, um, and learning more about yourself and your design. So where can, where can our listeners connect with you there online, book a reading with you? Tell us, tell us all the details. <laughs> I'm on um, Instagram. That's where I play. So I'm Metaphysical Compass and site in the works. But if you'd like to email me, it's metaphysicalcompass at gmail.com. And yeah, we can chat. But um, it's up even um, if you don't want to get a chart done, I urge you just to have a look for yourself on the yeah. um, all the sites out there, um, mybodygraph.com, geneticmatrix.com. There's a um, Jenna Zoe. She's got her website. I think it's something like myhumandesign.com. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there that mm-hmm. it's for free. So just um, just have a look and see how you feel about it. And again, yeah. online, there's so much stuff now coming out, um, blogs and people have websites. It's just fascinating. It's, it's the so rabbit hole. So I warn you. It is the rabbit hole. Yeah. Set aside some time before you do this. <laughs> Set aside a nice weekend to, <laughs> to fall down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Mm. well thank you so much yeah babes i will link all of those things below um thank you again so much it's always a pleasure chatting with you carla oh you're beautiful thank you nissa i've Mm. loved it how amazing is carla and how incredible was that conversation do you feel like your mind is just totally blown right now? <laughs> Every time I talk to her, I'm like, okay, it's time to set aside a couple hours to wander down the rabbit hole of human design because it's so fascinating. And like Carla highlighted, this is really a tool to just get to better understand yourself, to decondition, not another box to put yourself in. So don't feel confined to to anything that you may discover. Just really see this as an opportunity to explore you and to get to know yourself better. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying some of the guests that we've had on. We have some other incredible guests slated coming up as well. Really powerful, expansive women through so many different industries that just overlap with with the work that we do here with getting in alignment with ourselves, our authentic selves and leading expansive soulful lives. So if you're loving these episodes, please share it with a friend and subscribe. Please also leave a review. If you're getting a lot of valuable insight information or healing or wisdom or whatever, it means so much if you would leave a review. It really helps get this podcast out get it discovered by other like-minded individuals like you and just helps me connect with more of you incredible babes so please take the time if you haven't yet if you are loving what you're hearing you love today's episode to write a quick little review and as a thank you if you send a screenshot to me I will enroll you um, in a draw to win a free guidance and reading session with me so after this week I will close that and um 
after this podcast episode airs <laughs> that specific week i will close this and enter you babes who have left reviews into this drawing so definitely leave a review if you've been itching to get a reading with me as well or you just want to leave one um, send a screenshot of that to me at hello at seekisla.com so I can be sure to enter your name. Um, and either way, if you leave a review, I will send you a free self-love expansive guided meditation. It's 20 minutes long. It's so juicy. Just to say thank you. I know sometimes I'm guilty of this too. If you're listening to podcasts that you love and you're like, I'll leave a review, I'll leave a review, and then you don't. Um, it really means a lot when you do take that time to you know, spend one or two minutes on Apple Podcasts, just scroll to the bottom of the app and just leave a comment. Let me know how these episodes are resonating for you, what you've learned for them. And I also just love to keep in touch with you, babes. So if you love today's episode, you want to learn more about it, or there's any other topics in this realm that are just piquing your curiosity, please connect with me. I always love learning how to, to serve you guys more and better and more fully. So shoot me an email at hello at seekisla.com. Let me know what you want to hear more of. If you're loving these interview guest episodes, if you want to hear more solo episodes, if there's any topics you're curious about diving into deeper let me know. I really see our growing incredible community as as just that. It's a community. We're all playing a part here to to grow this and evolve this thing that is Seek Isla, Seeking Isla. So let me know. Let me know where you're interested in learning more about. Um, like I said in the episode earlier, there's so many juicy links below in the show notes. So definitely check those out. There's several different links to learn more about your human design, get your chart. Carla's links down are down there as well to connect with her on Instagram or over email. And then all of those links um, for more information on our spring sessions, our virtual retreat on March 20th is in there. The Facebook group is in there, Instagram, and a link to book a guidance and reading healing session with me if you want to snag one of those three spots for the month of March. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, babes. It was one of our longest ones yet. I think so. Um, have a beautiful rest of your week. Take some time to lean into those feels. Connect with me. Let me know how it's going for you. I love you all so much. And I'll be in your ears next week. Bye, loves. Bye.